0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Of Sound, Body, and Mind podcast with the Bowen Center and Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana. I'm Brooklyn Beatty, heard weekday mornings on 97.3 WMEE with special guest Dr. Sequilla Liebetrau, who's Vice President of Clinical Services at the Bowen Center. And before we dive into today's topic, just want to remind you that if you have any questions about the topic or want to learn more, you can always text the word Bowen, that's B-O-W-E-N, to 46862, and you can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on wme.com. Well, January can be a pretty dreary time. The holiday cheer has wrapped up. Obviously, the weather can be really cold and dreary. Uh, You're probably socializing less because you're stuck inside. And people are trying to make some changes too with New Year's resolutions. So with all of that going on, what is the healthiest way to welcome in the new year?
1: You know, I think a good start is just to take a pause first and consider all the amazing things you've accomplished the year past. I think we're oftentimes so quick to jump into the new thing, the exciting thing, the what we're hoping for for the future, but we don't pause to give ourselves credit for what we've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't feel like it was a lot, just Take a moment and think about it, and then you can start sort of jumping into the next thing because um, you have done a lot, and that's important to acknowledge.
0: Well, and speaking of jumping into the next thing, a lot of us look forward to the new year for New Year's resolutions and things they might want to change for 2024. And I'm reading that the average resolution only lasts for about three and a half, three and three quarters months. Is there a better approach to making changes that can help you stick to your plans longer?
1: Absolutely.
0: I think the first thing
1: is don't make resolutions. Oh, yeah. Now, people might be like, Wait, hang up. What? (laughs) Um, So what I would suggest instead is you really go through what you value in life. If you feel a little bit stuck and you're like, wait, hang on. What do you mean what I value in life? There are all kinds of values, uh, like card sorts or values activities that you can find online. And really just kind of go down to at the heart of things, what do you value most in life? So for one person, it could be... um, living a healthy life lifestyle for somebody else. It could be spending time with loved ones. So coming up with your top like five or your top 10 values and then really, um, looking to live out those values every single day because if you strive to live out your values every day let's say it is living a healthy lifestyle as opposed to i want to fit into that pair of jeans you know um then every day you can make good choices for yourself and it is it 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 really kind of hits at a deeper level rather than a superficial level Mm -hmm. so it feels more like it, it it cuts to the core of who you are and it helps you to just stay consistent. And every day you can achieve something in that direction as opposed to a goal that has kind of an end time or an end mark. This Mm -hmm. is something you can just live a lifestyle by.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You're going to feel better about it by doing maybe eating better one day and exercising another versus having that set goal. Yes, exactly. Well, the problem with some setting goals is that obviously we don't always reach them. Like we just said, sometimes it's about three and a half months and we all Mm kind of quit our resolutions. And sometimes when you don't reach them, it can affect your mental health in a negative way. So how can we stay motivated even when we do fail?
1: Gosh, motivation is such an interesting thing. I think a lot of people think, oh, if I was just motivated like so-and-so, they are just like constantly on top of it. They're always exercising. They're always eating lettuce for lunch. (laughs) But the interesting thing is people that really are able to stick to their values and stick to their kind of goals are really people that don't wait for the day when they feel motivated. <laughs> because if you're going to wait for the day that you feel motivated, you might be waiting a really long time. Definitely. So another kind of approach to take really is to sort of think of it as what is going to be what am I willing to do on my lowest motivated day so a day when you really feel crummy or you just don't feel like maybe the weather's cooperating you really want to look for um, your lowest motivation day Uh, let's say you say your your goal is exercising okay on your worst day what do you think you can do and set your goal there maybe it's 10 jumping jacks, Mm -hmm. Um, you can always do more than that. Nobody's holding you back. But if you set your goal at where you think is the minimal possible and then you also another nice trick is to attach it to an existing routine you already have. So let's say every time I wash my hands after that, I'm going to do 10 jumping jacks. That might sound silly but you're attaching it to an already existing routine you have and routines are so much easier to follow than starting a new habit and then also setting your uh, goal really low and if you do more great but then you know you will at the very least, always achieve that kind of low-level goal.
0: And then you always feel good about yourself, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. But well, when you are invested in making a change and you're pushing yourself to make it happen, are there tricks to help you boost your motivation more?
1: Like I said a minute ago, there really is no such thing as like, um, you know, magical motivation. Right. There are things you can do. Um, certainly having uh, a social support network that can support you in whatever it is your goal is, that is really big. Um, I think another piece is really to, again, connect it to your values because that's how it stays consistent um, and maintains that kind of um you know sticks with you through no matter what the situation is Um, and I think scheduling things as boring as that might sound but really making time for things and I don't know about you but for me unless I write it down unless it's in my schedule other things are going to trump so Mm -hmm. making sure that you write it down just like it's a very important meeting and then um, you honor that time and do the thing that you said you were going to do
0: setting that side of time to make it a priority yeah Well, you mentioned, you know, finding someone to maybe motivate you and maybe it's working out and having someone to work out with you. How can you help motivate others to make those changes with you?
1: Yeah, I think really just it goes back to values. I might sound like a broken record, but it's all about what is your deepest, most internal um, driving force. And so if you can connect with somebody else um, on what their um, what their values are, what their driving forces are and encourage them based on that, as opposed to a more uh, maybe superficial goal, that can really be much more encouraging um, and make much more less lasting meaningful impact.
0: Well, when I think about goals, specifically resolutions or the beginning of the year goals, I think about a lot of common ones like losing weight, eating better, you know, going to the gym. But some people make goals like finding a better job. And sometimes that can seem kind of daunting and scary. How can you approach such a life-changing goal with a positive attitude? Yeah,
1: I think, again, tying it back to those values. So instead of just saying, hey, I want a bigger paycheck, Paychecks are nice, but um, digging deeper and going, why? What would be meaningful about that? What would I do with that money? Is it I want to be more financially stable so I don't have to always worry about money? Is it so I can better care for my family? Um, you know, so, so really finding that value mm-hmm. um, underneath it instead of a superficial goal um, really is key with any any goal that you set for yourself
0: well let's pretend that we did have a goal and we kind of started to abandon our resolution toward the end of january and now it's really cold outside and the weather is gloomy and you're starting to feel down about yourself how do you know when you just need to wait until that feeling passes or when it's serious and you should ask for help
1: yeah, I think a good way, first of all, being in tune with yourself and knowing what kind of your baseline is. Um, and then being aware of if you are starting to struggle functioning in any area of your life. So whether it is functioning at school or functioning at work, or you're neglecting your relationships, so you're starting to notice that things are kind of starting to fall apart. At that point, I would say, Absolutely reach out. Um, It could be to a therapist. It could be to a friend. It could be to a clergy. It doesn't matter. Just reach out. And then whoever you reach out to can help you take the next steps.
0: If you are ready to reach out, how do you get matched with a therapist? Do you need to be referred by a doctor? Or can you just call and make an appointment? How does that process work?
1: Yeah, you can be referred, but you don't have to. You can just pick up the phone and call or go to a website and put in... Um, uh, you know, mental health therapy, and it will pick up mm-hmm. <laughs> where you're located. I mean, technology is so smart these yeah, days, and give you a ton of uh, uh options. And so, really, there there are so many options out there. There's virtual therapy these days. There's in-person therapy. There's a variety of to- You know, how how long you want to spend in therapy, and there's lots of information online too of the d- different sort of therapeutic models that therapists make. Um, take Uh, so you want to just kind of peruse their website right look at the websites look at people's pictures the pictures are there see if you feel like oh gosh i think i might make a connection with this person or ooh, what they say about how they approach work uh really sounds good to me it makes me feel comfortable there you go you know yourself best so instead of you trying to like fit whether they say a, a round uh, peg in a square hole or mm-hmm. something or the other way around i always mix those up um really just make sure that uh, you you trust yourself and know yourself. And um, if something seems like it could be a good fit, just go for it and try it.
0: I know sometimes when you haven't ever attended any form of therapy, it can be kind of daunting. So what happens at the first appointment with a therapist? What can people expect?
1: Yeah. First of all, you can just expect a human being on the other end, right? This is not hocus pocus, weird, weird stuff. It's somebody that really went to school to learn how to care for people and they're passionate about caring for people so so knowing them when you walk in that door, you're going to find somebody caring on the other end. So they're going to do some main things when when you just walk in. They're going to want to get to know you better. So they might ask a wide variety of questions that may not necessarily make sense to you. Some of it may. So they they'll certainly ask you, "What brings you here? Why are you looking for support?" Mm-hmm. Um, not in a sort of a judgy way, but really just to better understand where you're coming from. And then they're going to get that sort of like broader picture of who are you um, what is your life all about because they want to make sure that they can help you in the best way that works for you because they don't want to do cookie cutter therapy you're not going to get the same thing as the next person or the next person you're gonna get a plan that's designed just for you based on your needs
0: and you know you just mentioned not everybody's the same it's not a cookie cutter per session so if you are someone that is seeking therapy how many years or months does it take you to get relief? Is it just dependent on the person and what they're going through? Or is there like a time frame that you can kind of expect? It
1: really depends on on what you want and, and, and how, um, how much time you want to take. Some people kind of want to take approach where they want to process a little bit more. Some people are processors, yeah. so it takes a little bit more time. Other people say, you know what? I want to be in and out. I want to be done as quickly as I possibly can. How can I do that? And there's approaches for everybody. So like I mentioned earlier, you can go in person or you can do virtual. You can um, look for a place that gives you options of longer term therapy where maybe you just reevaluate where you're going every few months or so. Or you can really ask for brief intervention. There are brief intervention models where it could be one, two, three sessions and you are completely done. So um, it could also mean you can do sessions that are maybe 20 minutes long. 30 minutes long, 45 minutes long. There's really a variety of options, and you as a consumer can really ask for what you want.
0: That's great. Work it around how you need to work, right? Exactly. Well, once again, we're talking to Dr. Liebetrau, Vice President of Clinical Services at the Bowen Center. And today's topic is mental health tips for the new year. Before we wrap up, do you have any last minute tips or tricks? Still in the new year, we're still in 2024 in January, so. Absolutely, I would just say, be kind to yourself, pick something
1: that fits your values and every day just think, yesterday is behind us, there's nothing you can do about it. Tomorrow hasn't happened yet. So right now in the moment, what can you do to live out your values and take that stance every single day?
0: And once again, if you have any questions about today's topic or want to learn more, you can text the word Bowen—that's B that's B-O-W-E-N, to 46862. And you can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WMEE.com.